So then, folks, welcome to the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits to Podium. And it's a Sunday special, this one. Of course, you're all aware that on the Inside Line F1 podcast, we're having a bit of a special coverage for the United States Grand Prix. And we thought, well, after an amazing qualifying session on Saturday, which saw Max Verstappen take pole by only a little bit from Lewis Hamilton, why don't we sit back down on Sunday morning and discuss what are the few things that we are looking forward to the most from this year's United States Grand Prix? Well, with a little more added perspective now that we've seen the performance from qualifying as well. My name is Samuel Arora, joined as always by Kunal Shah, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team. And Kunal, we said on our preview episode that there are so many things to watch for. There is Max, there is Lewis. And I think we forgot to mention that their battle in qualifying will be super close. So much so that Lewis would have to fight back and he still, unfortunately for him, wouldn't quite be able to take pole. That lap was just special stuff. That lap was special stuff. Thank you so much, Somil. It's great to be doing this on a Sunday. It's a new format. We're trying to find time to sort of speak to you about qualifying analysis. More importantly, race strategy as well. Hmm. Uh, because Somil and I do a lot of tracking along with a lot of our colleagues in the Pits to Podium team. But yes, uh, I think Max Verstappen's lap was so special because pretty much everyone thought and everyone's simulation, and you will read this even on Formula1.com, everyone thought that Mercedes had the ultimate one-lap pace. Mm. Lewis Hamilton was going to score pole one more time. And then suddenly from FP2, you know, Red Bull found something in their setup which, you know, helped them be a little more. And then Mercedes has gone the other way around. And uh, Lewis doesn't sound as confident, as comfortable, you know, in his post-session uh, interactions. And uh, honestly, I thought the talking point this weekend would be the Mercedes suspension. You know, we are all yeah. seeing the videos doing the rounds of the rear bo- rear onboard cameras with uh, Valtteri Bottas from Turkey where the car sits down. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, while we uh, marvel at the engineering genius, let's remember it's not a trick, it's not a system, it's not a device. It's just the way they've set up their car. Most teams do that. Mercedes has just found a better way to do it on their cars. So, Yes, qualifying was fantastic, Samuel. Uh, you know, um, it's so funny that the top five uh, or the top 10 in Q3 were actually drivers from the top five teams in the Constructors' Championship, yeah. right? And then literally they were all, all you know, falling one behind the other in a you know, very military manner, if I may call it that, Samuel. But any standout performances for you from qualifying? Uh, there were a few. Max's lap was quite something. Before I get to the drivers, I have to mention a standout performance from the crowd. And that was tremendous to see. I think in their hundreds, thousands, I mean, if that even is a thing, in their hundreds of thousands, they were out there at the Circuit of the Americas. And just the raw noise when Max went past to take pole position, the noise when Checo provisionally put his car to pole position as well. My word, Kunal, this is crowd engagement like nothing else we've seen so far this season. It is amazing to see. And we often say that, oh, America is not a Formula 1 heartland. Well, think again. Their their engagement this weekend was tremendous. But still, it it was amazing for me to see Ferrari out-qualify McLaren. That was a genuine shocker of sorts because when we saw this mid-season turn of pace from McLaren, I thought that, well, they would be genuine contenders all the way around the year. But Ferrari have bounced back very, very well. I think... After Sochi, they've just turned the switch. And even last time out in Turkey, Gunal, they were just completely whipping McLaren off. 
And this is tremendous to see. Both their cars ahead of both the McLarens. Yes, I think that no nobody saw that coming. But, you know, I, I, I heard a lot of uh, post-race radio messages or post-session radio, post-qualifying mm. uh, radio messages. Both Ricardo uh, and, and McLaren and Norris seem very comfortable with the setup changes they've, you know, sort of made uh, prioritizing the race. So let's see if uh, McLaren uh, are able to jump them in the race. It seems that McLaren is a quicker car in race pace. Uh, the other surprise uh, also for me was to see, you know, Carlos Sainz uh, Jr. and Yuki Sonoda yeah. actually choose to make it, uh, choose to use uh, the soft tire to make it uh, through to Q3 and then, you know, sort of committing for, to start the race with that tire. And, you know, Carlos Sainz, of course, post-race said that actually that was not the plan. And his plan was to use uh, the soft to get a competitive time in the start of Q2. And when the track would get quicker, he would use the medium tire to sort of beat that time. But that didn't happen. And now he's stuck with the softs. And, uh, you know, history again, and uh, uh, I'm usually not the pro at this, but Carlos Sainz Jr. uh, had made a one-stopper work in the 2019 United States Grand Prix, he started mm. on the soft and then he just made that work. But can that happen this time? Will that happen this time? We're not sure. At least right now, based on the data that you know we've all picked up, uh, the degradation is fairly high. This is probably one of the hottest races after the summer break. And I'm sure you guys remember there were these series of races where everyone was like, can somebody stop doing the rain dance because rain was affecting <laughs> literally every race. And in fact, the rain came, uh, you know, at uh, the circuit of the Americas in the last uh, minute of, of qualifying. And yeah. Checo Perez is dead sure that it was that rain that cost him pole position because he was the last car out on track on, uh, on, a, yeah. on a fast lap. And then when he came to turn 15, it was so wet that he actually misjudged the corner. So he was saying, had there not been rain or had rain come even 30 seconds later, he would have had pole position. Say what you want though, rain or not, Sergio Perez was good yesterday. And that's so nice to see his confidence returning. Uh, I have been largely critical of his performances, but this was an eye-opener of sorts. And let's see what he can do from P3. But Kunal, what's up with... The history aspect of it, you mentioned history and that word clicked something in my brain. I think this is the first time in around six years that someone has actually beaten Mercedes in qualifying at the Circuit of the Americas, which is just tremendous on Red Bull's part. And in terms of strategy, have they got the right call? What's it looking like on Sunday? To me, it looks like that uh, both Mercedes and Red Bull will follow the regular strategy, the regular strategy, the optimal strategy, again, data indicates it's going to be a two-stopper. It's either a medium-hard-hard or a medium-hard-medium that they're going to use to try and get to the end. Of course, uh, history, again, has shown statistically from 2014 till 2019, there was a 67% chance of, uh, you know, uh, a safety car or a virtual safety car making an appearance. And should that happen, then maybe teams are going to just try and stretch their their compound a little more to get into the one-stopper range. But a one-stopper without any race interruptions or race slowing sessions down, uh, you know, any slowdown sessions seems like a very impossible strategy to pull out purely down to degradation. And even if somebody does, it's actually considerably slower than a two-stop strategy. So it it's going to be fun to see how the pit crews sort of play their own part in the in the title race. We've seen how 
after there's these new regulation changes you know were made in spa uh, there is always that bit of a question mark will the release be as quick you know will yeah. the pit stops be as quick because pretty much every team has been in the midst of uh, uh, you know some sort of uh, pit stop errors or you know slowing down sessions and and so on so that's going to also come into play and again uh, history and since that's suddenly becoming the key word uh the fr- the drivers starting on the front row have won every formula 1 grand prix at the circuit of the americas so will it be max verstappen or question or will actually checo perez be able to win from p3 for the first time ever and now you guys know where i'm starting to go <laughs> well it's a good one isn't it uh The drivers from the front row are having such a good record. I suppose for them to win, they have to survive the first lap, and that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Canal, maybe Verstappen, Hamilton on the front row. We've seen things go really bad for them together. Silverstone being a good example, and Circuit of the Americas, I wouldn't say is a similar circuit. It's a circuit that does allow you to race, though, and that's the fun part for us. But but sometimes if it allows you to race, sometimes you can get a little bit too aggressive, and sometimes both cars may not survive. I'm hoping for the best. I want to see a good race. But what are you most looking forward to, Kunal, heading into Sunday? I think I'm going to say this for you and for every Formula One fan that the one thing I'm looking forward to the most is the opening lap, the entry into turn one. It's such an amazing corner. You can take multiple lines. Drivers can get really, really aggressive. You know who's going to literally stick it up on the inside and just wait for everyone else to give them space. That could be one. We've also seen drivers starting in, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> from P two still come out, uh, you know, ahead uh, at the exit of turn one. So it's it's Verstappen uh, on the right hand side of the grid. uh Lewis Hamilton on the left hand side so definitely it's uh, it's the opening lap that i'm really looking forward to and then you know we've usually seen verstappen under attack by both the mercedes cars now that's what we've seen and now this time will it actually be hamilton under attack by both the red bull racing cars and that's going to be fun uh two numbers to look out for for everyone pit lane time loss is 20 seconds plus stoppage so depending you know how long your pit stop goes it could be between 22 or 24 seconds or you know hopefully not longer than that if there's a virtual safety car or a safety car that stoppage time is about 14 seconds and trust me 6 seconds uh is 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 uh, incre- incre- incredibly long uh in uh, when you when you factor race strategy in a formula 1 race somewhere Exactly and there could be something quite like that happening again it's a circuit that breeds good racing so there may be a little bit of chaos maybe a chance for a safety car or of VSC welcome now finally before we end off this episode just one more thing right who gets the win this time out well i get this feeling that Mercedes is the quicker car even in race pace or just in general the feeling still is that Mercedes is quicker and seemingly more solid but with Max on pole now Red Bull should be able to stay ahead and control the race so i think it's going to be a Max Verstappen win and 
and uh, to me the the I really hope that it is Lewis in second because I don't want too much of point swing that happens if, you know, Perez gets there. Of course, it's great if there's a, a brilliant race between Perez and, and Hamilton. You know, they will just continue their battle from Turkey that they had in the wet as well. So uh, I, I would go for Red Bull, Sommel and Max Verstappen. What about you? Ah, I, I get a similar feeling this time. I, I think we finally get Mercedes toppled over at Circuit of the Americas for the first time since... 2019. It's not too long, but hey, whatever. That is the case. But in the midfield is where I'm really curious because there's Yuki Tsunoda, there is Pierre Gasly. And the one thing I like is that Yuki's finally been able to make it into Q3. Now, can he sustain it? Can he sustain the attacks coming from behind with perhaps likes of Fernando Alonso challenging from the back of the grid? That will be a lot of fun to watch. That will. And Samuel, I have to ask you, you yeah. know, what is the one thing you are looking forward to? I've already chosen the opening lap and the, the, the first corner and mm-hmm. so on. But what's the one thing you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm going to go to another view. Ask me. <laughs> There's going to be Ferrari, of course. Ferrari versus McLaren seems like a very interesting battle. It's multi-layered, right? But also, finally at the end, Fernando, it's Fernando Alonso, right? He is the epitome of entertainment in Formula 1. Yeah, make that a nickname, perhaps. Credit it to me someday. But, but he is just what he is. He is a living, breathing show on the Formula 1 circuit and he will always entertain you. From the back, it's going to be even more fun. But hey, all that is to watch out for for this weekend's, not this weekend's, today's United States Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas. I can't believe it's so close. But glad that you listened to us, folks. Glad that you spend your time with us. And I hope you have a good time later this evening because a proper crackerjack, is that a word they use in Austin? Proper crackerjack is is on the way later on today. Have a good time, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.